Time for the WJR Sportsbook? You bet. Sponsored by Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Now here are your hosts, Steve Courtney and Jamie Edmonds. Oh, so nice to have you with us. And yet another edition of this thing called the WJR Sportsbook. Thanks, as always, to our good friends at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort for their support of this radio program. Uh, Now, we are seeing each other for the first time in a couple of weeks because one week ago, uh, my partner, Jamie Edmonds, uh, was in Pittsburgh cheering on her Penguins in Game 4 against those Rangers, and it worked out well. That day was a happy day. Yeah. Is there anything sadder, though, than the day after your team is knocked out of the playoffs? No. It's just a bummer day. No, but you know what? If it's any consolation, it was a hell of a series. Well, yeah, any series that goes to Game 7 obviously is hard fought. You know, there was no room on the ice. They couldn't pass it. Everything was contested. It was a hard fought series. Well, and I know, uh, speaking to you earlier, one of the bigger heartbreaks, you were up 3-1 at one point. Yes, and then they lost three straight games, and they couldn't hold on to the lead. That was the problem. And the uh, couple games they were up 2 to nothing, blew those leads. I mean, it just it's very upsetting. Well, you know, here I'm going to be honest with you. I always am honest, by the of way. Of course. Because yes. by saying I'm going to be honest, it means I'm That's lying inferred. to you. That's You don't have right. to say that. Uh, I love Original Six, mm-hmm. and I'm happy for Jerry Gallant. Sure. For obvious reasons. Sure. And I can probably get there, but just not today. No, no. And it may take you a while. <laughs> you just let me know. I'm patient. Uh, but it had to be a heck of an atmosphere in Pittsburgh. Well, back home with your dad and watching the game must have been awesome. Well, yes. And we talked about he bought all the snacks. So we had fun there. Perfect. Uh, but the playoffs, NHL playoffs, like I told you, is my favorite. And you're in smaller venues that are enclosed, and there's just this vibe from the fans. Oh, yeah. Everyone chanting the same thing, whatever team you're rooting for. I just think it's so fun, well, NHL we, playoffs. We were treated, uh, NHL and NBA, to a phenomenal postseason. Game sevens everywhere. More on that coming up in just a bit. Some introductions, you better believe it. Uh, Blake is here. And, uh, hey, Steve. What's going on? Hi, Blake. We're, we're still here. <laughs> yeah, we're just hanging out. <laughs> Jamie's talking about uh, her team losing in the first round of the playoffs, and I'm just wondering what's it like to have a team in the playoffs. Okay, I made this comparison today. So the Penguins have made the playoffs 16 straight seasons, which yep. is a great it's a good uh, record to have. Yep. But they've lost five straight first-round series, and it kind of feels like the Red Wings when they had that 25-year record Mm -hmm. they were making it but they weren't making any noise once they got there it's time for like change no but with the red wings i think it got to a point at the end uh 23 24 25 years where it was all about marketing the wearables the streak itself the the streak continues um but how would you like to be a maple leaf fan oh my goodness (laughs) they cannot win a series oh dear it's It's uh you know and you're talking about one of Hockey's meccas. I know quite a few Maple Laugh fans, and uh, they are none, none too pleased. What a heartbreaker. (laughs) I mean, another Game 7. Yeah. And you're right there. You almost can win this series. You knock out one of the Lightning's best players, but that championship mentality of this back-to-back Stanley Cup champion came through. And, you know, the, the dude that I have so much respect for and i always have really even 
back when the Lightning and, and, and Red Wings were uh, battling it out competitively. Uh, John Cooper. Yes. <laughs> what a success. It just keeps winning, man. He can't lose. Change the players. You know, names on the back of the jerseys can change. Uh, but he just delivers. I know he's not playing, but apparently they are still buying what he's selling. The hope is that Steve Eiserman had a big part of this team. Oh, there's no doubt. That will correlate soon here. And uh, again, Mr. Eiserman, if you're tuned in, Barry Trotz. Okay, now, uh, our producer, as always, is Mr. Nick Roddy. Nicholas, you doing all right? Yeah. Hi, Steve. Hey, Jamie. So, Jamie, I was just looking at the salary caps for the Penguins. Uh-huh. We all know how much Detroiters love the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang, their contracts are expiring. Are they done in Pittsburgh? Oh, that's the talk. That's the talk now. They call oh. them the big three in Pittsburgh, and they won three cups, and they took them to 16 straight playoffs. But I don't know. I think Latang goes, if not Malkin as well. Which is sad. Evgeny is still playing at a high level, though. He is, but he turns the puck over a lot. He's not as fast as he used to be. So now you're bringing age discrimination into it. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, they're both 35 years old. There you go. And they both want bigger contracts to end their careers, and I don't think the Penguins can pay for it. All right. Well, let's shift gears because there's reason to celebrate for crying out loud. Bring me some joy. The uh, Tigers. How about their weekend? All right. It was against the Baltimore Orioles, but whatever. Remember, before this weekend series, the Tigers had lost 9 of 10. And uh, we are starting to see the uh, bats come around. Now, the question is, is it going to be consistent? Now, we're going to have to wait and see. But Miguel Cabrera blasted number 505 at the old ball yard yesterday, breaking that tie with Eddie Murray for 27th on the all-time home run list. Uh, Miggy likes the temperatures warming up because he's got a six-game hitting streak, and in that span, he's only hitting 500. I made him my player of the week on Sports Final Edition because when he heats up, only good things happen for the Tigers. And yes, it was against the Orioles, but the the misery was even longer than what you said. They had lost 16 of 19. Yeah. They were threatening to repeat the exact same record as last year of 9 and 24, but they didn't. So we've got that going for us. Well, and here's the thing. Uh, When you take into consideration the expectation on this Tiger team going in, so far the results have been lackluster at best. Disappointing. Uh, A gut punch. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Tarek Skubal. Love the way this kid's throwing the ball. Uh, Equaled his career high with 11 Ks. uh, And he went six innings, limiting Baltimore to three hits and two walks. Uh, If you're keeping score at home, third career start with double-digit Ks. He has allowed just two earned runs in two May starts. Brings his ERA down to 2.50. The ace, that's what he is right now. He has been the bright spot with all these injuries, with all these issues. He is looking like the Tigers' real ace on that mound. In the last seven starts, he's been so good. He's had 45 strikeouts. And when you take into consideration what was supposed to be a question mark because of injury... The Tigers' bullpen. Uh, relievers uh, Jacob Barnes and Ronnie Garcia uh, worked the final three innings yesterday and uh, helped that Tiger pitching staff strike out a season-worst 16 Orioles. What was most impressive was when Pinedo went out after four batters and the bullpen did what they had to do for more than seven innings. Oh, yeah. 
That was More great. on him in just a bit. Meanwhile, the Tigers boasting uh, the second lowest bullpen ERA in the American League. Now, you mentioned uh, Pineda, uh, placed on the 15-day injured list with that right middle finger fracture. Uh, he was struck by that line drive, as Jamie alluded to, during his start on Saturday. That is not good news, but uh, more bad personnel news for the Old English Deers. They get Victor Reyes back. Uh, he was reinstated from the 10-day injured list prior to the game after recovering from a left quad strain. Then he was removed in the second inning with a right quad strain. What a bummer. This guy does his rehab assignment. He comes back. I believe he had a double and pulls yes. the other quad. You could tell immediately something uh, is not right here. Right, and he knew it. And then, of course, we had the injury to the injury that's ongoing to Austin Meadows. Yeah, A.J. Hinge said after the ball game, and it's kind of crazy that they got to figure out what's going on with Austin Meadows because he, of course, being a new Tiger, hitting 267, I think he's got 11 RBI, certainly a contributor, uh, but he's been battling an inner ear infection. Uh, some has gone as far as to say vertigo. Mm-hmm. Now, I've never had vertigo. I know people who have, and it's not pleasant at all. No, and tough to diagnose, tough to fix, which we're seeing with him, and that just stinks. There's two more guys going to injured reserve, and they got to figure it out again. So they called up Daz Cameron. Welcome, Daz. <laughs> uh, just in time for the nine-game road trip. Now, again, uh, everybody feels good about the three-game sweep, first one of the season. Uh, the Tigers are still a 12-23 and 23 ball club. Yes. And on the nine-game trip, They'll have three at Tampa. As a matter of fact, uh, game one of that three-game set against the Rays underway at Tropicana Field. Uh, not a pleasant place to play ball. As a matter of fact, it's it's dank, dark. Uh, I don't even like watching games on TV uh, from that particular venue. Uh, but let's update that score because first pitch was at 640. Uh, they are in the top of the third. Uh, no score. Both teams with one hit. Uh, Tigers with a uh, runner on second and two outs. It may be dark and dank over there, but they're, they've been one of the best teams in baseball for the past three or four seasons. So that's yeah, tough as well. And, and they're doing okay right now at 21 and 14. Uh, after Tampa, by the way, the Tigers will have three at Cleveland, and they'll close it out with three in the land of 10,000 lakes against the Minnesota Twins. What are they up to? Well, they're leading the American League Central right now. I need to remind myself once again, it's the Guardians. The Guardians. Yeah, it's going to be a while. It's it's like writing checks right after the year turns. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's just kind of different because they were who they were for so darn long. And, you know, I'm just not even, you know, I think if I knew what a Guardian was, it, <laughs> the transition would be easier. Right. But I'm just not certain. Anyway. The three-game weekend sweep of the Orioles means absolutely nothing if you lay an egg on this nine-game trip. Right. I think, uh, and A.J. Hinch alluded to it, you just got to keep piling up those Ws. Yes. What he won't say, and I heard him in his pregame press conference, is that hitting's contagious, even though writers want to write that. But, you know, if Cabrera gets hot and then another guy gets hot, then maybe it is contagious. He doesn't believe in that, but he said, if you guys do great, <laughs> let's move on. Well, it looks like Tucker Barnhart is uh, starting to come around a little bit, and uh, that's good. You know, the sad thing is, and I think this transaction 
uh, happened twixt our last visit, uh, Akil Badu, who was so outstanding a year ago, and all of a sudden he is uh, sent down. And maybe it's not rare for a young kid to go through that, uh, to go down there, and maybe he's overthinking or whatever the case may be. Uh, but he was certainly not the only underperformer on this Tiger team. No. Uh, you got Jamer Candelario. He's hitting 200 right now. Jonathan Scope looks like he's coming out of the funk a little bit. Has the average all the way up to 159. Well, how I thought they'd send Spencer Torkelson just as a young guy to get the you know the education of going down. His average right now is 153. Well, the thing about him though, and myself and Guy Gordon talking about this earlier. He is showing already tremendous signs of being a longtime gold glover. Because yes. I think defensively, the dude's the whip. But is there a danger in him whiffing and going up to bat and never hitting? Hmm. Do, can you go down and get some confidence there and come back? Well, we'll see. You know, but again, uh, the temperatures are going up. I think you just ride them for a little bit, see what happens. And I'm not saying it's out of the question where Alex Vila and A.J. Hinch say, you know what, maybe just send him back down, get his confidence, bring him back up. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? It's still early. It's still May. That is the battle <laughs> cry, partner. It is still early for crying out loud. Uh, don't go away. More of the sports book coming up for you here on 760 WJR. Welcome back to more of the WJR Sportsbook, sponsored by Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Once again, here are Steve Courtney and Jamie Edmonds. Oh, this is crazy. All we're trying to do is bring the Tiger game up on the tube. And you know what? I've got an extensive Radio Shack background <laughs> and can't even get the uh, cable thing to work. It's kind of embarrassing. Who handled it? I handled it. I got us to where we needed to go. Oh, my God, you did? Yeah. <laughs> You have no electronics background. <laughs> I felt like I was giving okay instructions. Steve. Yeah, he couldn't change a channel for those of you in Radioland who couldn't see. I apologize for my language <laughs> during that unfortunate process. Uh, but, yeah, all right, now we're good to go. I was given uh, bogus information. What? I don't know. I got the same information. Oh, Maybe it was now, a user error issue. Oh, now I see what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> the temperature has changed from just a couple of short weeks ago. Not letting me change my password. Oh, that's true. I don't, I, I don't know what's going on. All right, fair. I could not get into the system, and I had to have IT's help. <laughs> I'm putting in the same password I did when I signed up, and I don't know what's going on. Fair. You got me. All right. We're even. Wasn't the point, but now we'll just move forward. <laughs> uh, we were talking about how special the NHL-NBA postseason has been. Let's put it in raw numbers, shall we? Uh, this past weekend, a total of seven Game 7s uh, were contested between the NBA playoffs and the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, setting a new record for combined Game 7s in a single weekend. Uh, this weekend's total of seven Game 7s broke the previous record of five, which was set on the first weekend of May back in 2014. That year, all five Game 7s were in the NBA. So what a treat it has been. And I am right there with you. And we had a conversation on the album show with Rod Beard, the former 
beat writer for the uh, Pistons via the Detroit News. Sports editor now. Yeah, he's uh, moved on to bigger and better things. But, you know, with the NHL in a game seven, every single possession is amazing. Yeah, every 30-second shift matters. It's so fun. And by and large, you know, you don't want to get on your heels because bad things happen. So you've got to keep up with the tempo of the other team. And it's just dynamic. Especially when you have your long change and you have to go across the ice to your bench. That's when things can get dicey. Well, you know what? Uh, Just an unbelievable deal. Listen, uh, I wanted to talk about this, too. You know, as challenging as this Tiger season has been, how about if you're a Cincinnati Red fan? Oh, my. Uh, they are 9-26. and 26. That is the worst record in Major League Baseball. Then they have this hotshot rookie, Hunter Green is his name, and reliever Art Warren. They combined to allow zero hits in a complete game, but it didn't count as a no-hitter or even a win. Instead, the Pirates got a run in the bottom of the eighth on three walks, and a ground out for a one nothing win. The Pirates become the sixth team in big league history since 1901 to win despite not getting any hits. That was crazy. That was crazy. An eight-inning no-hitter. It you probably uh, should win that game. It last happened in 2008. Uh, I think at that particular point in time, if you're on the Reds, look, this is the way it's going to go. You'd have to rally in the clubhouse and, you know, come up with some kind of rallying cry or something because things are not going well. Well, you know, you're 9-26. and You uh, hold the worst record in baseball. And if you're on that Reds bench as this thing's unfolding, we got to win this. Right. I mean, we just have to win it. <laughs> right. And I'm, I bet they were feeling pretty confident. And then uh, nothing. Uh Nick, you shared some uh, information, I think, uh, via ESPN. And Whoa. this is, yeah, this is unfortunate as it applies to the Michigan State basketball Spartans. Uh, Adrian Woge is reporting that Michigan State freshman guard Max Christie will stay in the 2022 NBA draft and hire an agent. Uh, Christie and all ten or all Big Ten freshman team selection is participating at the Chicago pre-draft combine this week. Boy, you know, I thought he was going to throw his uh, hat in the ring and, and you know, beg off. Now, I'm not sure. Uh, do you think uh, he translates to an nba or Nick? Oof. I think he could be good. Um, I, I just think... I don't know if his game's ready now, but I'm not going to harp on on him making a, a bad decision because it's his life. And if he wants to go ahead and, and make some money, if it's in the NBA or the G League or somewhere else, that's his right. But um, I, I think he could have certainly used another season of college basketball. And I think Michigan State really is going to miss him. Well, I don't even think he got about that. Uh, and, it's, uh, and again, far be it from me, uh, to begrudge anybody leaving a situation to uh, make money. I mean, uh, and and clearly uh, that's the deal here. But as we all know, uh, there are uh, organizations that try and steer you in the right direction. Where will you be taken? Best case, worst case scenario. Well, he's obviously getting some advice. 
from, you know, wherever he is right now saying, yes, you should definitely do this. I think we have this radio show to talk about decisions, and I think it's a bad decision. I think he should come back. Well, you know, here's the deal, the uh, numbers. Average 30.8 minutes a game, made some huge contributions, played in 35 ball games, averaged 9.3 points per game, 4.6 boards, 1.1 assist. Um, I saw him at times be very creative, had a little bit of a turnover uh, issue from time to time, nothing major. Um, but, uh, you know, knowing Tom Izzo, he sat Max down and said, look, if you feel as though this is the best decision for you, then there you have it. And I also uh, did talk to uh, Magnum T.I. about Julius Marble, and that was all family. Uh, you know, he's had he's some tragedy. To be close. Yeah. yeah, and he'd been away. So, you know, with that being said, uh, wish him all the best because he uh, seemed to be just a great young kid and uh, I think a gifted ball player. He's going to uh, help Texas A&M a lot. I can't believe Max Christie is a one and done. I just didn't see it. Well, I, he didn't blow anybody away in his freshman year. No, but, you know, he he comes from that basketball family. You know, his mom was a standout at Northwestern, right. and, uh, you know, I thought he had some uh, uh, moments, quite a few moments, as a matter of fact, where he played beyond his years. Uh, was looking forward to seeing him as a part of this team next year, but obviously uh, that's not going to happen. So uh, there you have it. All right, folks, stick around. More of the uh, uh, WJR Sportsbook coming up here. Welcome back to more of the WJR Sportsbook, sponsored by Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Once again, here are Steve Courtney and Jamie Edmonds. All right, in Tampa, I'll just let you know right quick, the uh, Tigers and Rays, game one of the three-game set, uh, top of the fourth, no score. Miguel Cabrera led the inning off with a single. Tigers now with uh, one out. We shall keep you posted. Meanwhile, uh, tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, uh, beautiful Chicago. The NBA will have their draft lottery. Now, from a mathematical standpoint, and you know me, I'm not really the math guy, but I will let you know that the Pistons, Orlando Magic, and Houston Rockets all have a 14% chance of landing the number one pick. After finishing the season, by the way, with the three worst records in the league. Nothing to hang your hat on, but what are you going to do? The Oklahoma City Thunder have a 12.5% chance of getting that number one pick, while the Pacers have a 10.5% chance. Rip Hamilton will be the Piston legend on the stage there representing. And we'll see if lightning can strike twice because a year ago the Pistons indeed got that number one selection. They sure did. It would be great if they could do it again. I don't know if the odds are in their favor for that, but they're clearly going to get a guy that's a game changer, which is what they need. Are you a fan of the lottery in the NBA? Yes. I think it makes it interesting. Uh, You know, because everybody talks about the tanking and this and that and the other thing. You know, I don't know. I, I guess I'm warming up to it a little bit because they got the number one pick a year ago. Right. And, again, in our conversation with Rod Beard on the album show, you know, depending on how the draft goes and where they select and who they select, obviously, he thinks maybe, maybe the Pistons could challenge for a postseason spot next year. Yeah. Well, I mean, they either get one through seven, right? It's one of those picks. So I think they get a good player. If they draft a little bit higher, maybe top four, then they get a game changer that could really make a huge difference playing a long Cade Cunningham. Uh, I believe 
Was that Jonathan Scope that just went yard? Oh, that's good for him to heat up. Yeah, Tiger, we're talking about that. Mm-hmm. See, we know what we're talking about. Tiger's up uh, 2 nothing. Uh Obviously still top four, uh, one out. Uh, Nikki, how convinced are you uh, that the Pistons, uh, once again, taking into consideration uh, the upcoming draft, they could be a postseason team next year? Oof, I don't know. Uh, I, I think they could be a postseason contender. I, I think the, the league is getting so deep uh, the past few years, so I, I think it's going to take a little bit more of a veteran seasoning to get the Pistons over the hump to get into the playoffs. But I was looking at this list of the representatives for the lottery, like you mentioned, Rip Hamilton representing the Pistons. What do you think these people think about that? Do you think they enjoy the night sitting in the room, just kind of sitting at the desk and just being the representative for the NBA team? Is there a, a buffet in it for them or something? Because it seems oh, like yeah. there's definitely right? perks. Oh, there's got to be something. Now, I don't think you're uh, going to be getting a uh, a gift bag like they give away at the Oscars or anything like that. But, oh, you better believe there's an award-winning buffet going on. I think it's like the draft when you have like a legend from that team that goes and announces the pick. They like it because that team is still a big part of them. Well, you know, and uh, good for Rip, you know. Uh, he was a popular Piston while he was here, won a championship, and, uh, you know, it's nice that he's going to be there. You know, now, if he doesn't bring him any luck. Then we don't need his services anymore. No, thank you, Rip, but no, thank you. <laughs> uh, that's just the way it works. Uh, so, yeah, we'll uh, – See what goes down in that particular draft lottery. Again, tomorrow night, uh, 8 o'clock is when it all goes down. Uh, I know we've got PGA Championship coming up this week. And uh, somebody who won't be there will be the defending champion, uh, one Phil Mickelson. Is he ever going to play again? You know what? I don't know what's going on here. Uh, you know, I, I listen, you go back a year when he became the oldest to win a major. I remember watching it. Ocean Course, Kiowa. It was exciting. Yeah, and everybody was so excited about, uh, you know, Phil Mickelson because he is a fan favorite everywhere he goes. I think if this dude got paid for the thumbs up per round, he'd be a gazillionaire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it started to unravel here in Detroit, did it not? Yeah, he started to make some weird public statements, and it started here in Detroit. He didn't like how he's being covered. And then it sort of spiraled all the way to his comments about the Saudi League. Well, and uh, what he said uh, about this startup Saudi League, Greg Norman is also running into some big problems. This whole thing is just a major, major headache right now. The uh, LIV League, if you will, is financed by this Saudi fund. We're talking lots and lots of money. Mm-hmm. So I think the average purse is like $25 million per tournament, which is enormous. Right. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, I'm emceeing this sportsman's night at uh, Cranbrook, or, or Meadowbrook, rather. And the guest speaker is Gary McCord, longtime CBS golf analyst. Also, very, very close to Phil Mickelson. Oh, okay. Very close. But he didn't hide it that, yeah, he's good friends with Phil, but Phil has issues. And he put it in different terms that I 
can't say on this radio program. And then we find out all this stuff about Phil, you know, what he said. Uh, you know, the Saudis don't have a very good history of humanitarian issues and blah, 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 blah. And as I'm reading it, I'm saying, uh, this isn't going to pan out well. No. Then we find out through an audit that in a four-year span, he lost $40 million gambling. Now, everybody knows in the business that Phil is a notorious gambler. Everybody knows that. And it was discussed in that article here in Detroit, which he took umbrage with. Right. And then what did he say? Something along the lines of, you know, uh, you know, I wanted to come here as an ambassador and blah, blah, blah for the Rocket Mortgage Classic. And if enough people tweet or whatever the case may be, I'll come back. I, I, I you know. I, I don't know. That whole thing bugs me because it was a true article. He didn't like it. Fine. But then to just put the Rocket Mortgage and the city of Detroit through all of that saying, well, if you kiss my ring, maybe I'll come back. It's just I didn't like any of it. Well, Justin Thomas got a lot of respect for that kid. You know, maybe the voice of reason here as it applies to this uh, LIV deal uh, says, look, if you want to go, go. But one of the points Gary McCord mentioned and certainly bears repeating, you know, you got Phil Mickelson you know, trying to throw the PGA Tour under the bus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Phil made a sizable amount of money off the PGA Tour. Right. It would be one thing if he just said, okay, I'm going to this new league, goodbye. But then he tried to leverage it and say bad things about the PGA. That's where the that's where the started. Well, and then you had Sergio Garcia in the Wells Fargo. Uh, he, got, he got jobbed on a ruling. And, and then the live mic picked up. I can't wait to leave this tour. Great. Okay, then just go. I don't right. think there's going to be a whole lot of uh, tour players crying that you're taking off. No. Because the PGA uh, Tour has made it clear. If you play, then you're not coming back here. Such a, It's just such a mess. Now, everyone's been in a job where they don't like it or, you know, they have some issues with it or whatever. So that's sort of relatable to the average person. But... I don't know. There's just so much more to this than just that. Well, and then uh, we find out today, as a matter of fact, rather timely, uh, keeping you on top of things here, folks, because that's what we do here on the WJR Sportsbook. Uh, The great Jack Nicklaus says that Saudi Arabian organizers offered him more than $100 million to be the face of LIV Golf Invitational Series. The money is just crazy. And nobody's batting an eye over there. No. Now, Gary McCord told me that this thing is being funded uh, by a $400 million fund. $400 million to, for the, for this LIV golf thing. I can't wrap my head around it, but they, there's clearly money to back it. They want this to happen. Well, what's who's going to golf in this tournament? Listen, I don't know, you know, on, based on everything we know. And when Greg Norman, who is spearheading this league, comes out and says everybody makes mistakes, talking about the Saudis and their involvement in the assassination of Khashoggi, the journalist. Everybody makes mistakes. How- that doesn't jive with me. It, it doesn't go over well at all. No. But I'm reading this article from SI that the first event is scheduled from June 9th to the 11th. 
outside of London, and mm-hmm. there'll be a full field of 48 players. Okay, but still to be determined, who will be the 48 players in that full field? That was my question. Field? I know of two. Uh, because, and look, at this point, does Mickelson play in it? Because maybe, maybe he's leading up to that because he keeps canceling. Well, well, one of the reasons, according to uh, Charlie Hoffman, good friend of his on tour, one of the reasons that Phil backed out of the PGA is he just didn't want to get into a situation where he was answering question after question after question after question, which, by the way, Phil, you brought all of this on yourself. Right. He absolutely would. Any press conference, anything, that would be the question. But then you start to think, and I think you have to, out loud, and darn it, I'm going to do it here. Is the Phil Mickelson that golf fans around the world really took a liking to, is that really the Phil Mickelson that is there? Or is he the type of guy that when the cameras are on, hey, I'm thumbs up and you know, everything else, but there's maybe a darker persona going on. I think it's probably the latter, but I can't confirm that. I mean, there have been multiple uh, issues. You know, even like way back at the U.S. Open in Oakmont, I just remember this because I think I was home at the time in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. He was complaining about the grounds crew at Oakmont because of his play. You know, he he gets to that point quickly is what I'm saying. You, you, You can't have that. And, uh, you know, listen, I know, uh, and I've heard some stories about life on the tour, and it isn't all sugars and cream. No, and we don't know what that's like. No, and nor will we ever. Right. But at the same time, uh, I think moving forward, because look, Phil is on the Champions Tour right now. I mean, he's over 50 for crying out loud. (laughs) Right. But I mean... You know, I think the only way that he gets through this is if he owns it. Right. And he's tried to a little bit, you know, correct what he said about the Saudi League and blah, 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 blah. But uh, is it ever going to be the same? No, in my opinion. You know, because you've already got some tour players, and I mentioned Justin Thomas, saying, look, go. Yeah. Go. I do think it's a shame because it was the highest of high when he won the PGA just last year. Well, and that that night golf thing that happened against Tiger Woods, oh that yeah. was super fun. Oh yeah. It was a blast. Yeah. I love watching the guy play. Right. Love it. Or the Capital One stuff where he's ribbing whoever. Every time every time he's had a collapse in a tournament, to his credit, he's always owned it. That's one of the reasons I loved him. Look, I was trying to make something happen. This is the way I go about my business. Okay. I buy that. Right. What he said about this LIV and Saudi thing? No. I I, I can't get on board. Well, I guess we'll find out soon, June 9th through the 11th. And, uh, well, Gary McCord told me. It's going to be very, very interesting. And do not be surprised lawyers get involved. Oh, yeah. Because There's always lawyers. Could be uh, off and running. But I will say this in closing. If I lose, and what an idiot. If you lose $40 million in four years, (laughs) you got to find another hobby. Yeah. That's not a hobby. That's a addiction. Do something else. (laughs) Yeah. For crying out loud. Steve and Jamie here with you on the Sportsbook on 760 WJR.
Welcome back to more of the WJR Sportsbook, sponsored by Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Once again, here are Steve Courtney and Jamie Edmonds. Indeed, Jonathan Scope goes yard in the Tigers' top four in Tampa. Runner aboard by rule. That's a two-run shot. Tigers up 2 nothing. top five right now. Uh, nobody on two outs. So uh, there is the update. Uh, this past weekend, uh, we got to say this, the uh, Lions had their rookie minicamp. And uh, on hand, of course, uh, the number one, well, number one selection for the Lions, number two overall, Aiden Hutchinson. And he says... There's no more room for talking. No, it's it's great. You know, this is this is what I do at the end of the day. You know, all that talk, um, I hate to talk. So it's been a lot of months of talking, a lot of rah-rah, but now we're out here getting the work in, which is what I do. That's what you want to hear, eh? Yeah, I mean, he says all the right things all the time. So does Dan Campbell, as a matter of fact. Uh, Dan uh, made his preferences about players relatively clear. We were talking last night. We 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 are trying to avoid floaters. We don't want we don't want to draft floaters. And and a floater is a guy who gets here and he's just happy to be here and he's just kind of he's just kind of you know there he goes. He's in the open ocean. Just this is great, you know. And uh, like we want guys that are highly competitive and uh, and they love ball. And yeah, I mean they're not going to be perfect, you know. They're they might not always say the right things, um, but they mean well. But boy, they love ball. And they'll do anything for it, and do anything for their teammates. So, and and so in that regard, Eric, we're, we're I'm elated with the guys that we have. Over the weekend, uh, Dan Campbell, who by the way, is going to be a star on Hard Knocks. <laughs> well, first of all, great minds because I ran that exact bite over the weekend, and I just am so happy his press conferences have returned because he just speaks off the cuff from the heart. I love it. Well, a lot was made. Maybe more here in the great state of Michigan than anywhere else. That the Lions, the only NFL team with no primetime game, right? And which the- doesn't make sense because if you have a nation watching them on Hard Knocks, don't you think those people will want to see them play? You would think, and that's a great point, Jamie. And it didn't pan out that way. Jacksonville has a prime primetime game, but over the weekend, Dan Campbell said, "Look, I don't care." I like one o'clock games. It gives me more time to work on the following week's opponent. Uh, this sounds like sounds like you about you prefer like the noon game of Michigan State instead of waiting for night. Oh yeah, I mean it's uh, you know it's a long day. It doesn't care if it's college, pro, whatever. You know, eight o'clock, eight thirty kick. That is a long day, but it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, we'll see. How many uh, have you given it a thought? How many uh, Lions wins will there be this year? So they had three last year, right? Three, thirteen, and one. Yeah, I think seven. Seven. seven? <laughs> yeah, I'm clearly very sure about this. That's what I got him at. So outside chance to go eight and eight. That would be nice. Nick Roddy, your thoughts? So there's no bet. You both have seven. I'll take the over. Okay. You're gonna go over seven. Yeah. I mean, wow. they had three and a half last year. They probably, they could have had probably six last year. They were in a lot of games. I'm going to go over. Let's go. Wait, we have to go the hater. Oh, boy, here we go. You know what I'm going to say. I'm saying under for sure. <laughs> I just told Jason three wins. <laughs> oh. oh, come on, dude. No, they'll do more than that. No. Blake, we got to send you some camp or something. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm some, I'm a notorious lion some tamer. Positive, Send him to sleepaway camp. Positivity camp or some <laughs> darn thing. I don't know. I, it's not going to be that low, dude. There ain't no way. Probably not, but I I just like saying under for the negativity. Anyway. All right, next January, bring this tape up for crying out loud. All right, folks, unfortunately, we are out of time. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Uh, Nick, Blake, of course, Jamie. My name is Steve. Thank you for listening to WJR.